Hello, 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 hello. Uh, it is August 23rd, Mo Monday, August 23rd. Uh, as I am recording this, I am sweating an in-game bet that I have on Austin. I got them at uh, plus 675 in-game when they were down 1-0 to New Mexico. It's the 83rd minute. It's 1-1, and I'm sitting here sweating uh, them possibly coming back and cashing that plus 675 if they can find a way to, uh, to find the game winner here in the last 10 or so minutes of the game. Uh, for those of you just stumbling on this podcast, this is Football Betting is Life. Talking about the European football, of course, soccer as we know it here as, as Americans. Focusing on the USL Championship, possibly my favorite soccer league to bet, although it has not been very kind to me. Uh, recently, the weekend was a bit rough. Uh, Hartford manages to continue my in uh, to prove that I am unable to properly handicap a game that is uh, that involves them. But uh, let's take a look at the weekend. It was a long weekend with games starting all the way back on Friday. We're in Charleston Battery beat New, uh, New York Red Bulls 2. That result's not all that surprising. Saturday uh, had about five, had five matches. Probably the, su the surprising result of that day was the uh, probably the nil-nil result with Phoenix and Sacramento. Um, I know it's not too surprising in like, well, I mean, I you know, sac you know, I guess those teams could play each other closely, but Phoenix not getting any goals while at home, I think, is is what makes that scoreline pretty surprising. Um, Man, Austin keeps on getting so close, and then something doesn't work out. Um, Oakland got three goals against uh, Las Vegas. Uh, the upset against Las Vegas, I guess, isn't too surprising. Uh, I did have Vegas in that game. Um, I thought that Vegas was just going to have more offense than Oakland, but I was wrong. Um, speaking of being wrong, I had Charlotte on a pick that ends up pushing. Uh, I had San Diego on the uh, on a pick Orange uh, Orange County ends up winning. Something I, I learned um, as I was sort of browsing around. A lot of handicapping uh, when you are uh, sort of in between games. Oh, come on, Austin. Come on, Austin. Get that. <laughs> I'm not going to edit this stuff out either. You guys can hear me sweat, sweat a game in real time. Um, didn't make it happen. Uh, something that I learned, Orange County uh, is one of the best, if not the best, away side in the USL. I wish I would have uh, sort of uh, had stumbled across this earlier uh, before I made this, um, uh, sorry, before I made this wager that ended up uh, losing. But um, when you look at them as an away side, there it is, the away table, they're averaging 1.82 points per game as an away side. Only Pittsburgh is as good, I'm sorry, El Paso as well, are as good or, or better. Uh, and Orange County has the highest goal differential as a, an away side. Uh, I, just, I just did not, that not really occurred to me until I'd, I'd stumbled across uh, these home and away splits that I was looking at. By the way, footystats.org is the site that I use. Uh, I do pay for their premium service to get all their stats, but uh, footystats.org is the uh, is where I go to get uh, most of my data when I'm looking at uh, looking at soccer. Uh, Orange County got it done, uh, 2-1 in San Diego, um, and I will know better than to uh, fade them when they're on the road against another competitive side. Uh, what else happened this weekend? Sunday, uh, Sunday. 
kind of lackluster. I guess the big surprise there is that OKC Energy and Louisville City uh, went nil-nil. Kind of surprising that Louisville was kept to a blank. Kind of surprising. Even kind of surprising that OKC, OKC Energy doesn't get a goal at home there. Um, Pittsburgh uh, routed Atlanta. Um, and then, of course, I mean, I guess it's not really too surprising. I guess it's not as surprising because I watched the game. And if anybody watched the game, Hartford looked gassed uh going into like by after after the first half but Miami ultimately beat Hartford 2-0 in a game that I just absolutely loved with Hartford plus one uh with Miami with a couple key absences and with these these two teams always playing each other really well I mean it's it's like Hartford had never felt that heat before I mean they I mean Dodson for Hartford I think in like the 50th minute like crawled over to the sideline and was substituted like he was just gassed as Austin builds a little bit of an attack here and gets slowed down. We got it's an 88th minute. Um, this is going to come down to the wire. Um, going into Monday, that's today. Goodness, <laughs> that's today. Uh, Tampa ends up winning 2-0 in Loudon. That's not really that big of a deal. And Austin and New Mexico are 1-1. Are a 1-1 draw here is probably about as... Uh, and anticipated of a scoreline as you could get. I thought this was, I thought this could be a game where one side uh, blanked the other, but um, not so much. Um, both sides are creating good chances, and the defenses are doing well enough to be able to keep the better chances from going through, but not good enough, of course, to uh, to uh, keep a clean sheet. But, um, anyways, here we are. There's only three matches I'm going to cover today. Um, there's two mid mid there's two midweek matches on Wednesday and then there's one on Friday and since it's a full weekend again I will cover the Friday match here today so let's start with Wednesday Tulsa versus Memphis by the way Memphis is I think I've mentioned this before but it gets me every time I see Memphis's club official club name is Memphis 901 FC so weird I think that they have the area code in their in their club name Tulsa versus Memphis Memphis ends. Up beating Birmingham, or beating up ends up beating Birmingham two to one on Saturday. Memphis will be on seven, or I'm sorry, Memphis will be on eleven days rest here. Uh, their last opponent was also Birmingham, who they tied one one back on August 14. Tulsa is a very tough team to evaluate because they overperform on offense and they underperform on defense, and they're kind of in the worst ways. They're averaging 1.56 goals per game at home. Uh, I'm sorry. Overall, they're they're averaging 1.56 goals per game overall, with an overall xG of 0.9. That's less than a goal expected goals uh, per game on average, but yet they're they're averaging just over uh, just a tick above one and a half goals per game. But yet they concede an average of 1.78 goals um, per game, with their xGA being 1.27. So it's not uncommon, of course, there for to be disparity like that, especially in a small sample size like half a season. But goodness, those I mean those differences are stark, especially for both sides of the ball like that. Uh, these two teams have played each other once this season, resulting in a one-nil win for Memphis in Memphis. Memphis is a team that I don't ever feel like I have a good beat on. It's I, even when I look at their data, I'm like, I don't know if I ever really get this team. If I ever like feel really. I think I can remember like one or two games where I like where I really had a nice uh, a nice bet on Memphis and they didn't like didn't end up working out and and they were very unlucky losses. But uh, Memphis is a team where um, 
unless they're playing a team that I feel like I'm really good. Like if, if they played Colorado or they, if they played Miami, maybe uh, I would feel like I, have a, I could confidently bet that game. But Memphis is a tough team. Um, they they show up in odd spots, but yet they're um, oh, yeah they're generally underwhelming. They're tough. But the, my pregame handicap here is that there is no angle. Um, and of course, like always, um, pregame handicap just means I'm not anticipating a bet. Obviously, if Memphis opens up as like a nine to one dog, that's an auto bet. It's an auto max bet, by the way. <laughs> not that that's what's going to happen, but the point being, uh, markets dictate bets. Um, handicapping just prepares us before we get there. Okay, Oakland versus Phoenix, the other Wednesday game here. Oakland has finally found form. I'm impressed. I've been, uh, you know, betting their under team total was a cash cow for a while. Um, and then they started uh, um, scoring goals, so we got off of that. But we did try fading them against Las Vegas, and that ended up working. Oakland has found form. In their last five games, they have lost one, drawn two, and won two, most recently beating Las Vegas 3-1 to in Vegas. Phoenix had a very odd nil-nil draw at home against Sacramento, and it was odd because both teams had chances, but neither team really seemed in control of that game. Phoenix is third in the league when it comes to home advantage. That means that the balance of offense and defense performances compared to what they would normally do, or not normally, but compared to their performances on the road. Hold on, free kick for Austin. It is in extra time. Last chance. That's not happening. All that value. Almost seven. Oh my goodness, it got back in the box. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's going. There's the ball. And nope. Goalkeeper got it. And uh, that's probably going to be it. That was probably the last chance. Man, I almost had, I had seven to one almost. Like plus 675, I think is the number I got. This isn't going to get there. I thought, it was, I thought it was one of those things that as soon as Austin tied it up, I was like, I'm a genius. <laughs> this is going to get there. But it's not. Uh, this is going to end up being 1 1. Oh well. Uh, where, where was I? Uh, yeah, Phoenix in the third in the league when it comes to home advantage. Home advantage being how much better or how much differently, not necessarily better, how much differently you your the team performs both on offense and defense compared to performances on the road. And then, of course, you balance those two to sort of get an overall performance. Um, and Phoenix is third in the league when it comes to home advantage. So, you know, you would think that um, they could get a result there. Sacramento, one of those, one of these teams that are, like, good. Like, when you watch them, you're like, oh, this team's good. And you look, then you look at where they're in the standings, and you're like, oh, this team isn't good. Um, anyways, that was a, uh, an odd result, I thought, for that game. Despite their lackluster offense, uh, Oakland Oakland's defense has been serviceable. Anytime I, and, and they control the ball too. Their possession's actually pretty good. Uh, these teams have played twice this season. Most recently, a couple weeks ago in Oakland, where Phoenix won one nil. Back in May, they played in Phoenix and Rising beat the Roots three two nil. I'm gonna roll with Oakland on the goal line here if I can get more than a goal. I imagine this is going to open at least at a full goal. It can't if it if it's if it opens anything less than a goal. Hold on, let's do some guessing lines here. Uh, it, I find it to be more difficult in soccer because you have three-way money lines and stuff like that. But let's see if we can let's do a guessing lines here. Um, if it can't open less than a full goal, because people would would auto bet Phoenix in that scenario. 
A full goal seems a little too generous to Oakland in a way, right? Like, if Oakland wasn't in this good form, I shouldn't say even good form, if Oakland wasn't in this better form now than they've ever been all season, this would easily be a goal and a half. But you have to respect the fact that uh, that Phoenix, um, you know, Phoenix is yet, if I remember right, Phoenix is yet to score more than two goals on the road. So in that, so in a two, if it, let's say it ends two nil, right, you, you know, that's still, as a two, in a two score game, if I told you this game's definitely ending with only two goals, well then yeah, you, you definitely want the, um, the, the, the handicap, the, the, the plus goal or more handicap. This goal, this goal, or this goal line has to open at an Asian line of one, one and a half. So one point two five goals with a split bet between one and one and a half. I think it has to, because I think plus one is too generous for Oakland, even in this form, because they're going up against a, a team like against Phoenix. Anyways, my the whole point being, I think Oakland with their very good at possession, and Phoenix has shown that they struggle in games where, um, uh, well, actually, they, they struggle with possession when they're the visitors, and Oakland has shown that they can possess the ball. They just don't finish their good chances. They're starting to find their rhythm on offense. Probably not enough for me to – it would be different. I mean, everything's line dependent, but it's. I'm not anticipating a both teams to score bet here, um, but – I will take Oakland if it's more than a full goal. So plus 1.25 or more. If it opens at one and a half, that's perfect. I'm uh, I'm all over that. Um, but I think, um, you know, the last time they were in Oakland, Phoenix won one nil. I think that's fine. I think I think Phoenix is a game is a team that of course uh, loves winning games and or loves uh, of course every team loves winning games they love uh, winning big games but um, I think they're also a team that just looks for results and um, if they're up a goal and uh, I think they I think they would settle for just you know trying just playing the possession game with Oakland who knows but anyways uh, I like Oakland um, anything over a full goal um, if it's just at a full goal if it's if it's plus one, Depending on how big the juice is, I might even take an alt spread just to get the the, the little bit more of a goal. But it, it, all that would depend on price. Anyhow, um, that's probably the most thought I've ever put into <laughs> into an Oakland game, especially one that involves me betting Oakland. Um, Las Vegas Lights versus LA Galaxy two. Uh, this is the Friday night game. This is the which I believe is the twenty seventh. Um, the two LA affiliate teams, Las Vegas is affiliated with Las Ve- uh, Los Angeles, uh, FC. I'm, I said Las Vegas affiliate teams. Uh, no, I just say LA. Goodness. I'm all of, see this Austin game had me all sorts of distracted. This is what I get for trying to record a podcast while I'm sweating a bet. The two LA affiliate teams, Las Vegas is actually affiliated with LAFC for those who don't know. Um, in fact, I believe if I remember right, they actually train in LA and they travel to Vegas, uh, for their matches. So technically (laughs) home games still involve a little bit of travel for them. I believe, uh, these two games are going to face off in Las Vegas on Friday, Vegas last lost to Oakland after going up a goal and then they conceded three and lost the match. LA galaxy two last played on August 14th where they lost 2-1 to, to one in Oakland 
after they suffered a red card and then conceded two goals. They'll be on 13 days rest here. Owen Lambay, who was on, who was sent off with a red card against uh, Oakland, that he will finally serve his suspension for discipline in this match. Two weeks later, after getting a red card, he finally is going to be uh, have to serve his one game suspension. Lambay has a few assists on the season, but I don't think his absence ultimately impacts his match. These teams have played two high-scoring affairs so far this year, a 5-0 LA win in May and then a 4-3 Vegas win in June. I'm not sure they can open this total high enough. These two teams aren't stopping each other. Preston Judd had a hat trick in the 4-3 loss to Vegas. Judd and Hernandez each had a goal in their first matchup in Vegas or against Vegas. Uh, I just don't trust Vegas to stop either of these two fellas, and I think Vegas uh, should be able to get at least one goal of their own. Three goals to me is the floor. I just can't see a game like this ending 1-1 or 2-0. Either. Like, I, can't, I can't imagine either of these teams blanking the other. Uh, so three goals is the floor. If it opens at th- uh, three, which it will, it'll open three. It'll probably even open a little bit juiced on the over. Uh, you got to bet it quickly because it's not going to sit there. It's going to go to three, three and a half uh, within minutes, I imagine. It's going to be one of those things where I'm probably on Thursday morning refreshing um, every out that I have waiting for the first line for the Friday match to go up so I can bet the over because it's going to open three and it's going to quickly go to three, three and a half. If it goes to a full three and a half, that's probably too high. Um, probably. Um, but if it, um, at, when it opens three, which I think it will, when it opens three, I will, I will definitely auto bet over three. And then before it moves, I will then also look to see if I can get an alt total on over three and a half. Um, I won't bet three and a half when that's the normal line. Cause I don't want to, uh, but if I can get the alt total total over three and a half at some plus money, that would be worth taking as well. Because, uh, like I said, I think three goals is the floor here. Oh, and these two teams also lend themselves to goals in the first half. Um, I think the the each average like 1.4-ish um, total goals uh, in games that they're involved in um, in the first half. So I think the over over one, especially if, if, it op- if the first half opens one uh, uh, with the total goals one, uh, that's worth an over bet as well, I think. Okay, uh, since we only have three matches here, let me take a little time to talk about uh, closing line value and being a sharp better. Um, for those of you that are, that are seasoned betters, even outside of uh, soccer, um, everybody knows closing line value matters. But I think for people who don't bet soccer, learning how to bet soccer, and there's a few of you out there that uh, that are still learning uh, so the intricacies of betting soccer, closing line value is really difficult, I think, for new bettors to get it to to um, really understand when it comes to the three-way money line bets because so many bettors are used to betting point spreads and totals in other game in in other sports. Money line t- stuff usually is, isn't. Um, as talked about in those sports, but it's sort of everything, not everything, but it's a big part of, uh, of soccer betting. Let's first talk about being a sharp better. The word sharp is convoluted now. It's people use it in so many different ways, sharp, better, square, betters, public, whatever, professional, yada, yada. The, the, the origin of sharp better, the origin of being a sharp better 
is the rate in which you beat the closing line. It's not how sharp your angle is on a game. It's not how often you're winning. Sharp in its origin means how often you are beating the closing line. When a bookmaker would say, oh, that guy's a sharp better, they are saying that guy is getting the best of the number often. doesn't matter if they're always winning. It just matters that they're beating the closing line. Closing line value... Right. If you in other sports, right, you're talking about being, you know, a point or two uh, ahead of the spread or the total, whatever. In soccer, especially when you're betting this these three way money lines, I mean, depending on where you, how quickly you get on some of these um, these lines, you can sometimes be 30, 40, 50 cents ahead of the closing line on the money line, and that's why you'll often hear me, or especially on Twitter, you'll often see me say okay, this line has gotten up to this and that's too much, I'm betting it. Doesn't mean I think it's winning, right? It just means that I think that's the best of the number that I'm going to get and it's uh, compared to the implied probability or the implied probability of that line compared to the probability I think there is for that side to win, uh, I think this is a good bet. Good example would be Hartford when it got when it was at plus, four fifth, plus 460, I'm sorry, um, on going into last week's match. Uh, I had closing line value. I ended up having closing line value for about for about twenty cents. I thought I was gonna have it for about a dollar because at one point it was at plus three thirty, and I was like, man, I'm way ahead of this line now. Uh, I think it ended up closing in a low four hundreds. I think maybe maybe uh, just a dip uh, a tick below plus four hundred. Um, but as I mean, you know, at soccer winners on Twitter and a number of other people, you'll see me exchange. Uh, on bad beats, you know, it's like, hey, we we had great closing line value in this game. We were way ahead of this market. We just got unlucky. We lost it. Uh, in a short sample size, even in a full season, uh, you can be way ahead of the closing line so have a lo- losing season. But, but, if you are ahead of the closing line more often than not, if you are if you are betting, if you are a sharp better, uh, and sharp, of course, being beating the closing line. Uh, over the long term, you should be profitable. Should be. Um, in the you know we look at sample size, we look at sample size on sports and like in, through our, like the the uh, lens of just who we are as people. If you really think about sports in its entirety, my lifetime of betting is still kind of a small sample size, <laughs> small sample size compared to that, right? If you really want to really get a macro look at it, but in your life of betting. If you are getting ahead of the closing line, you should be a you should be a successful better in the long term, and that is the goal here. That is the goal of the pregame handicap because I want to be able to quickly make these bets um, with confidence going into seeing them, not just based off of numbers, but based off of some handicapping and 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 um, and, uh, and then of course games like the Tulsa Memphis game on Wednesday. There's no no pregame handicap angle there, but if the line, if the market dictates, yeah, there might be a bet there based off of probability and, um, you know, believing that we're getting the best of a number. Okay, that will do it for uh, that'll do it uh, for today. Probably won't be back until Friday to talk about weekend matches. Um, and then hopefully there'll actually be some lines out then so we can do some handicapping and see some markets and, uh, get a little deeper into it. Um, if anybody's interested, there's, I mean, there's, uh, only so many of you to listen to this, but for those of you that do listen, 
first of all, thank you. Second of all, um, if you would all ever be interested in doing like a Discord chat with um, doing some sort of real-time handicapping um, and discussing um, soccer betting concepts or looking at the USL specifically or any other market or league that you're interested in, let me know. Tweet, tweet at me at football bet is life, F-U-T-B-O-L bet is life. Uh, and if there's enough, and by enough, I mean if there's a few of you even that uh, that would be interested in that, we'll we'll set something up. We'll I'll open up a Discord server, uh, and we can chat and look at some games and uh, sort of do it in real time and get some real some hands-on application <laughs> looking at because uh, there's very few things that I enjoy in life more than uh, betting on soccer. All right, that'll do it. I'll see you Friday. Good luck with all your bets. <laughs>